Welcome to episode seven, Love Me More. This episode, we're all about Valentine's Day and self-love. Let's kick it off with the most important relationship you should have. It's with yourself. Now, some may disagree, but if you do not have self-love and if you do not have self-like, it's really hard to get that in other aspects of your life. First, you gotta love yourself before you can love anybody else. As cheesy as that sounds, it's so true. And you also have to have enough self-love to realize that you're worthy of love in other aspects of your life. I completely agree. I feel like it's always gonna be harder for you to love someone else if you don't love yourself first. True that. I think one of the most fascinating things I remember hearing back in the day was when you're listing the things that you love in order, how long would it take for you to say yourself? And I remember hearing that and thinking to myself, well, damn, (laughs) when would I list myself if I'm like, oh guys, these are all my favorite things. I mean, how, how early do I drop in myself? Like I'm one of my favorite things. And I think that was a really eye-opening thing to be told or to hear is, you know, that's that reflection of, okay, well, when would you list yourself as something that you love? I've never heard of that saying of like listing everything you love when are you gonna put yourself and like right now I'm like thinking about it and I was like damn I don't know I like I don't even know where I would put myself I guess all your past traumas and like your, your past like relationships and like your everything that's gone in your life you're like hmm do I love myself I don't It's a tough question. And I think, how do you get there, right? How do you find out? How do you find yourself worthy enough of self love? I think it's by spending time with yourself, treating yourself right. It, It really is like a relationship with yourself as silly as it sounds. But if you don't enjoy being around you, why would others? I don't know. Like you said, it's all about finding what means the most to you, what's going to put you in that happy state of love and like loving yourself first. And it's a, it's definitely one of those like deep questions you have to think about and understand that it takes a lot for someone in my personal experience. Like it takes a lot for me to be like, oh yeah, I love myself. What do you mean by that? So like you hold yourself accountable still for past actions so much so that you can't enjoy the present you or the future you, you're just so tied to, you're so tethered to the past of yourself. It is damaging your self-love? Um, Not now. Like I think I've gone through all that stuff and it made me who I am today. And like the way I think about it is like I had to go through those experiences to know my worthiness, what kind of love I would want. And I definitely had issues in the past where I did hold on to it longer than it should have been. But I feel now I've learned from it and I've grown from it to where I do have more self-love and I'm still working on other aspects of my life to where I'm just like loving myself and loving what I do more and more each day. Interesting. So I have a completely opposite experience in you where I think some would say my head was so big as a child because I just thought I was the best thing ever because that's what my parents told me so I truly believed that I literally was the best thing ever and that being said I just knew I was so worth it in 
in terms of everything. And even in high school, looking back now, I mean, of course I can laugh at myself and, you know, be like, wow, girl, you're kind of funny. But, um, I never played soccer a day in my life and I went out for soccer and I just bought all the gear and I said, I'm going to do soccer. And when they turned me down, I remember thinking to myself, huh, they're lost. (laughs) I was not even remotely upset. I was just like, oh, they're lost. Like bad for them. I never played soccer a day in my life. Like, why would I think that I could make it? I just thought, oh yeah, they'd be lucky to have me on the team. Like that was my perception of myself. And so I actually went to golf with the same perception and I actually ended up being good at golf. But it's funny because I just thought of myself uh, as, wow, I can do no wrong. You know, I, I'm just this on a pedestal kind of person. And I just thought I'm so worthy of so much and only bigger and better things are going to come my way. So I would literally just hold out for the bigger and the better because, oh, I know it's coming. Like, I don't know what it is, but I know it's coming. So it's fascinating because I think I almost loved myself too much and I enjoy like spending time with myself. I treat myself to some nice gifts, take myself out to nice restaurants. Like it's almost like too much. Like I've overdone it at this point where it was hard for me to accept people into my life because I knew how much I loved myself that when other people did not show me the same kind of like respect or love in return, I didn't understand. I didn't understand what was happening. I was like, wait, why are you treating me like this? Like, it's so weird to me because I would treat people obviously how I would want to be treated. So I try to treat people, you know, with respect and as the kings and queens that they are. And then here I am, you know, when people were not treating me at the same level, I was like, this is weird um what's happening here like what's wrong with you (laughs) I like truly respect you like having that experience and like being able to be like you know what I love me more like our title is because it just shows how different me and you are but then we still mesh very well I feel like both of our upcomings make us who we are it just grew our friendship too because I'm like still learning so much about you and like vice versa. I love that you have that much love for yourself because there are probably other people out there who are kind of like me who are like, hmm, I'm still working on it. You know, other followers too are like you or is like, you know what? I love myself. We'll put myself first and stuff like that. And so that's really cool to hear. Yeah, I think a lot of times I get mislabeled as, you know, kind of stuck up or really high standards or unapproachable or something like that. And that's really not the case for me. I mean, the issue is, is just, I just know I have boundaries and I just know, you know, what I am and I am not comfortable with. And I'm also just very self-aware to the point where I think if it's not right for me, I don't try to force it. And that's what I've really learned is even I try to do it in all aspects. It's a lot harder, like when it comes to the career and different and different things. But like, if a friendship is not right, I just end it. (laughs) It served its purpose. I mean, that's how I feel. It's probably not the best idea. But so what are some ways that you've shown yourself some self love when you didn't love yourself or you didn't feel as confident? 
So I actually view confidence differently than self-love. So I feel like you can still love yourself and still have a shaky confidence at times. I don't feel like just because you love yourself, you have to be confident. Um, I think those two are separate in my personal opinion. But for me, I guess I just realized that the longest relationship I'm ever going to have in my life is with myself. And if I don't dig deep and realize what makes me so special and what makes me so great, then no one else will ever get to see that value. And I would hate to hide that from the world. (laughs) And I know that sounds terrible to say in a sense, but like really though, I mean, I would just hate for me to be lost because there's so many other factors that start coming into play in life that if you don't have that strong relationship with yourself you know it's it kind of gets muddled you know and like you don't know like do I actually like that or do I just like that because all the people I surround myself with like that you know and it's I think sometimes it's hard to to know have your own voice on certain situations and in certain um instances you know you kind of it's easier to go with the flow if you will than to stand out and be different and for me I've never had a problem being different because I think that's what makes me unique. And that's part of something that I really like about myself is as weird as it is to be different, I appreciate my differences. I think you brought out like my uniqueness because every time we've hung out, like I know that before I hung out with you, like I was very much, oh, I need to follow the crowd. Oh, if someone likes this, then I should like it too. Or if I liked something random and different, I shouldn't share that with the world. But then ever since I heard hanging out with you, like I have become more of myself and have been able to like find my self-love and be able to grow as a person in that way just by hanging out with you because you are so strong and like you are so unique. I was like, yeah, I found like a person who like understands my weirdness and my awkwardness and it's cool to hear all of that, how you say it out loud because in my head I was like, um yeah this girl's pretty like confident and like I'm not gonna lie when I first met you I was very frightened and I was like oh my god this girl is loud how are we gonna get along but like I think (laughs) it just works ever since we've been friends like I just feel like more of myself and like I'm I'm more open to trying new things and like weird and dance in random places and stuff like that no um you're not alone because I think a lot of people I put them off like in the first five minutes they're like they just don't know how to handle me and that's okay like it's not that you know not everyone needs to like accept who you are in the first five minutes because I'm a lot for a lot of people and I think one of my favorite sayings that I've just heard recently and I'm like obsessed with it is I'm a big cup full of water And so when I fill, when I'm around little cups, I overflow them and it's, it's a lot for a little cup to deal with. And if I surround myself with enough little cups, I am giving so much and they can only give so much back because they can never fill me up because they're not big cups. So I need to be around big cup people or things, big cups, to be fulfilled in my life and be around other big cups. And so I just, I really loved that because everyone is different and everyone is unique. Yeah, I just, like I said, I really just, I'm just like, you go girl. Like as long as at the end of the day, I'm happy with myself. I think I'm okay with being the oddball and the weirdo. 
I know, <laughs> well, especially when you met me, like I was an intern. I didn't really think I was going to get hired there. So I was just there for a good time. I didn't realize I was there for the long time. So I came in like singing and dancing. And I was like, because at that time we worked in an apartment. So I was like, this is awesome. We're in an apartment with the kitchen. And so I was just having the time of my life as an intern. And I was like, this is so cool. So yeah, I was definitely a lot at that time for sure. And I think what's interesting is when I first met you, how accepting you were of me. I might've put you off, but you never let me know that. But I think like there was a lot of times where your other friends were who you were really close friends with. You would invite me to like hang out with you guys and you never shied away from including me in the group. And I remember we went to a few music festivals and you were just so like, oh, Sarah, yeah, you can sit with us. You can do whatever. And I literally went by myself because I wanted to go. And you were just like, no, no, you can join us. Like have a great time. And it was so nice to be like accepted into a group because normally, yeah, I'm not accepted because I am just a little weird. So um, it was so nice and refreshing. But I have noticed like over the years since we have become friends, I think you have really grown like a voice and really have grown as a person too. And I don't really think it's because of me. I just think, I think you realize that maybe I was able to show you that there's really no repercussions of being yourself. Like, you know, okay, one, two, hundreds of people don't like you, whatever, like, you know, hey, you got the five that do, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a, I think it's a low risk and a high reward is what I would say. And I think, I mean, you've been around me where we've been dancing in the streets because there was good music on the sidewalks and just like being a little wild. And we were just completely being normal. And like, this was just like in the middle of the day, just because it was a great song and, you know, live life. Cause you just don't know what's also going to happen. But I also think that you've been with me through a huge life transformation where I've become a lot more vocal and secure in myself once that I knew how precious like life is and it just takes an instant for everything to change in your life so I think you've really seen me through everything where it's like I'm reckless and now I'm really into not wasting time and just enjoying the time that I do have within our friendship we've just grown who we are because we obviously, like you said, you've seen me at my worst too, all ups and downs. I don't know. I feel like for to truly have self-love, you also, like you said, need to be surrounded by the same people who have the same ideals as you and who can lift you up when you're down or not saying that you have to rely on them all the time, but when you need it the most, like you just need to surround yourself with people who will accept you for who you are and show you that you are worthy of the love that you're looking for. Yeah, and show you what's possible because I feel like if you don't surround yourself with people who maybe dream a little bit bigger or are doing a little bit more, you just don't know what's possible unless you're exposed to it. And I think once you're exposed to certain things, that's when, you know, you have those aha moments like, "Wait, I could do that too. Like, I, oh yeah, I could do that too. And like, it just like, it makes you happier, I think, by 
realizing like how far you can challenge yourself and grow um, and just be yourself really. So because of this is all self-love, let's talk about Valentine's Day. Do you love it or do you hate it? I love it. What about you? I definitely love it. I mean, I kind of see the point where it is a Hallmark holiday. And I feel like if you love someone or if you just even love yourself, you should always love yourself and love that person no matter what day it is in the year. But I love having that extra day or having that day where it's just super extra. and Like you go all out to show your love to someone. I don't know. I can definitely see like the Hallmark holiday price tag of it too. Yeah, I think this is a perfect holiday if your love language is gifts. Um, This is all for you, honey. Mine is acts of service. So that is not uh, my thing. But why I love it so much is it's just a happy, positive holiday. Regardless if you're in a relationship, not in a relationship, it's literally just holiday that you can show love to all those around you who is in your inner circle and I think sometimes in other relationships besides like romantic relationships I think people miss saying like I love you like in friendships especially so I know like years back we started the whole high love like reaffirming at the beginning of text like we love you like I love you you love me like hey like friendship love but like it's important because those are the kinds of relationships and with parents that people wish that they were like man I wish I would have told them that I love them or you know something like that that they made such a big impact in their lives you know of course like in romantic relationships it comes so easy right it's like did they say those three little words it's like a big deal right but like in friendships or like with your parents or with your siblings, it's kind of an afterthought. And to me, that's kind of sad. So I prefer just to say it because you just don't know when you're not going to be able to say it again. And I just want people to know if I love you, I love you. And if I don't, then you probably won't hear it from me. (laughs) You are right that when it comes to family, it is kind of like an afterthought and it shouldn't be. If you love someone, you let them know all the time. Sometimes it becomes like a robotic thing, but when I have said it more recently, like there's more emotion and more feeling to it just because you never know what could happen in a couple of days or even minutes to where you won't have that chance to say that. Right. And again, that's not everyone's love language. So everyone might not feel that love when you say it. But still, at the end of the day, I still think it's important just to say it. But knowing your love language is also very important. Would you agree? Definitely. What are the five love languages? So the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. My love language is quality time. I've taken this test like so many times to figure out which one I could be, but every time I've gotten it, it's always just been quality time, which I can see like whenever I want to spend time with someone, like I'll make time for it. And I just like having that quality time with like friends or family or like with my boyfriend. Yeah. Do you know what his is? I think he took the test and it was, I'm not sure. I feel like it was like receiving gifts. I feel also like maybe this is just me noticing it more. I feel like his is like physical touch because even when like we're watching a movie or TV, like we have to be holding hands. Like I can't like just not be holding his hand. Like he'll reach out for it like randomly and I'm like, what? And he's like, hold my hand. And I go, (laughs) 
sorry of course um his is acts of service too so we're both acts of service um for our love language which is nice because we both do things for each other um, <laughs> and help each other out but i think that's also it really helps us I think be more compatible in that sense too, because we both speak the same love language. So we both really appreciate those acts of service. Um, my family is actually really into this to the point where we try to speak each other's languages when like gift giving comes around or things like that. So like my sister's um, is words of affirmation. So to her, something, you know, that's more written or said is more important or valuable to her than actual gifts itself. And that's been really eye-opening to know just that. So for example, like my maid of honor speech was way more important to her than me getting her her wedding gift. And it's just, it's good to know that because I spent so much time on that, that speech in comparison, you know, just because no, I knew how impactful those words would be for her. So I think it's really fascinating. Do you know your brothers? Like, is your family really into it too? Or I actually don't know my brothers. My family's not really into like the love languages, but I feel like, I don't like, yeah, I don't, really quite know so I might have them take all this test and ask them <laughs> to figure that out I mean if I were to guess I feel like my brothers would be active service too like if you do something nice for him he'll probably I could be completely wrong too but I don't know when we were growing up he was always like if you do something nice for him that's more appreciative but I'm actually gonna have him take this test now to figure that out and even have him and his girlfriend take it. Yeah, no, seriously do it because I remember in college in a marriage and family therapy class is when I first took this and it was alarming to me that you might be showing love in one language that you think the other person will feel the love back, but in reality, their love language is something totally different. So because you're missing the mark with one of the love languages, you could, they would be like, oh, they don't love me at all, which is so sad because you're like, wait, no, I'm going above and beyond and buying them all these gifts. But if that's not their love language, then that just doesn't mean anything to them. And I also think it's fascinating that your love languages can shift over time and because of life events. So like checking in and making sure that you're on the same love language is I think really important about being compatible. Our followers should take this test and let us know what love language they are and just <laughs> can be like, oh, that's interesting. And I don't know. I'd love to know what other people's love languages are. Me too. I'm fascinated by them. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fascinating, especially since it's all ranked, because at the end of the day, we're all all the love languages. It's just the different priorities of what that means to us. So everybody at some point, you know, likes a little bit of everything, but it just depends on what their prominent love language is. Let's dive into the marketing behind Valentine's Day. So as some of you may be aware, Valentine's Day is not really a day from history, as far as we know. There are some historical ties, some say to Rome, some say to Shakespeare, but it's a little bit unclear because February the 14th in historic terms actually never makes a historic appearance. The Roman date is actually February 15th, so it's a little muddled. 
And so because of that, Kathy, you said it perfectly before, people call it a Hallmark holiday because basically they have kind of invented or perfected, if you will, what rom-com love is. And what's fascinating is it actually started way before then. Kings and queens actually gave flowers and each flower represented a different emotion or value that they had when they gave it to someone. So for example, a certain flower would mean love. And so that's why certain flowers are bought or this flower would be used at funerals. And that's why, you know, certain flowers are being used. But I know like that's one of the historic things. And then basically as the candy world evolved and as cards evolved, that's when Valentine's Day really picked up. And so really Hershey's chocolate became a popular candy. And the reason why I just found this out actually is because when a piece of chocolate dropped off the conveyor belt, it made a sound that sounded like a kiss. And so that's why they called it a kiss. And that's why they're so small because the original kisses were just little pieces of chocolate that messed up the conveyor belt. And I just thought that was so cool. I was like, oh, that's cute. But anyways, since then, it's obviously evolved. And Hallmark being the staple, as we mentioned before, creating commercials in the 80s. And they were able to not only have the cards, but they had the commercials. And then they had the heart-shaped products. And they were one of the first that you can actually buy everything in one location and hence why we now deem it a Hallmark holiday. That's actually really interesting to hear about the Hershey kiss. I thought they were just like, they formed it that small because like kisses are a lot small. A kiss to give to someone is like, oh yeah, here's a kiss for you. But that's actually interesting how it was formed because they were like droplings of chocolate. Yeah, I mean, allegedly, of course, Hershey's get back at us if this is not accurate information, but... Yeah, allegedly that's how it kind of all started. And then weirdly enough, it actually didn't take off. The name didn't take off, nor did the product take off. They had to wrap it in special pink and purple tinfoil for it to actually be a thing on Valentine's Day, which is fascinating, which I think opened the door. Something that blows my mind is to look back and remember that YouTube actually originated as an online dating source, if you remember that. No. What? Really? Yes. Yes. So back in 2005, YouTube uh, was technically a dating site. And they are, shall we say, one of the ones that kind of kicked off online dating, if you will, which is really interesting to think about. And then one of the most popular, more modern day marketing campaigns is Uber and kind of going back to the whole flowers they did this campaign called Romance on Demand, and they were allowing users to send flowers on Valentine's Day via the app. And that was a very popular program that they had. It's interesting how you talk about like different brands. Like I didn't know YouTube was made for like dating when it first started or as it grew, I guess. And like, it's cool to see like Uber trying to be relevant with this holiday too. Because I mean, you have those dating apps like eHarmony and like Tinder and stuff like that, online dating, which obviously has grown significantly within the past year, obviously, because of COVID. But seeing that now that like other brands are tapping into how they can celebrate 
and be relevant to Valentine's Day is pretty interesting. Yeah, even the Google Doodle, like they were using their doodle on Valentine's Day to highlight endangered species. So that way people realized to share the love and to give them, you know, extra awareness. And I, and I think that's so fascinating that they use their brand, which you wouldn't think Google Doodle and Valentine's Day makes sense because normally those doodles are very historic. They tie back to a person or a very significant holiday and using their brand to bring light to animals that are going extinct, I think is a perfect tie-in. I think the one thing that brands are really missing is how much we love and still love rom-coms. I am just a little bit upset at the lack of rom-coms that are being made, just period, because I think there's so much more that we could be doing. I mean, remember those golden years? I can't even remember the the years specifically, but where J-Lo had all these wonderful rom-coms and like, it was just rom-com city back in the days. It was like one after another that were hit after hit. And it's like, what happened to the romance? Like what, where, where did we all go? Oh, I definitely agree. And like, I remember watching He's Just Not That Into You and was like, oh my gosh, this is so like true. And it was one of those rom-com movies where I was like, damn, like I learned a lot from this movie than I could have learned in any relationship. And this was back what, in high school it came out maybe. And I was like, dang, these people know that he's just not into me. And like, I should just follow what they're saying because obviously he's not texting me back for a reason. Yeah, I love that movie. I am obsessed with that movie. It's so good. It's so good. Now I know Netflix, as I'm ranting, has brought some rom-coms in recent years, like Always Be My Maybe and To All the Boys I Loved Before and a few others. And they're all good. Do not get me wrong, but I'm just saying the amount The amount of rom-coms just seems so low, you know, especially when literally almost every rom-com I feel like released back in the day was excellent, like 10 things or how to lose a guy in 10 days. Amazing. (laughs) Even just Made in Manhattan with J-Lo, like that's another one I watched and I was like, dang, like this is a really good rom-com movie. And like, like you said, that era of Made in Manhattan, Wedding Planner, 10 Things I Hate About You, uh, How Does a Guy in 10, like all all those rom-coms came at the right time when we were like in the peak of high school years of trying to figure out if this high school love's gonna be the one. (laughs) And it obviously is not. Yeah, I think definitely set us up for unrealistic expectations. And I remember looking at those people in those movies, who they were portraying to be, thinking, wow, they're so old. They got their stuff together. And then now realizing I'm older than those characters are. And like <laughs> they were living in these like really nice apartments and like had this super awesome car and just, you know, like went on these like wistful vacations everywhere. And I'm over here like, okay, where did I miss? Like what part did I miss of this rom-com? Because <laughs> that is not reality let's just say so I think it also set us up for a little bit of sadness realizing that not everything is frosted 
definitely true we were not ready for the actual heartbreak of like a relationship because of them those movies because all, all of them let's just be realistic all of them ended up being in love at the end of the day they got their prince charmings and i'm like dang i didn't nope that's not happening speaking of prince charming um a cinderella story with hillary duff and chad michael murray was also perfection cannot forget that beautiful rom-com of the most gorgeous couple that oh that was just an amazing <laughs> amazing cinderella story not as good as the brandy one the brandy one is my favorite one where she sings the song in my own little corner in my own little chair i can be whoever i want to be and see this is where the self-love comes in because i love that song and i just always sing it to myself because i could be i could be whoever i want to be yes by the way they're adding that to disney plus in like the next couple months and i will be playing that over and over and over again when I say that I screamed, when no shrieked, shrieked is the right word. When I saw that, I was like, ah! like I was so, I was like number one fan excited over here because literally Brandy's version is the best, and then Hillary Duff's version is second best. But oh, so good, so good. I'm so excited about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. So movies and TV shows do a really good job of showcasing the types of love that you should want in your life. Besides self-love, there's not a lot of movies that just explore the whole self-love topic. And since we already know that that's the number one relationship, in my opinion, that you should have is the one with yourself, that having a relationship as a young professional can actually be pretty difficult because unrealistic standards the dating climate, and just the world we live in today. As a young professional, it's so challenging to put your career first, if that's your choice, if that's what you want to do, and grow in your career, and find someone who actually is along for the ride. Just because a lot of times people aren't on the same wavelength when it comes to their career and what is needed from a demanding career. And as I'm navigating through this whole thing um, called life, I think I've realized that the biggest thing to look for in relationships with others is respect. And if you don't have respect for the person, regardless if it's a romantic relationship or a friendship, then it's really hard to have a certain level of comfort and confidence in that relationship just because the you know the trust is broken with a lack of respect and I think it's hard to grow from a place with no respect I definitely agree with you and then it's not only just with like your personal relationships I also think it's with your work relationships too with your boss and like your higher up you definitely want to respect who you're working with and also like within your relationships but at work especially like I think you're right like you need to have that trust in your coworkers and in your boss and in return also have your boss trust you and respect you too I think there just needs to be a mutual respect for each other whether it is in your personal relationships whether it's your work relationships or even just in general like even if it's some random stranger like I feel like just respect each other and like understand that you never know what someone's going through or if they're having a good day or a bad day it's just treat 
people with kindness and all of that because I feel like that's what we're kind of lacking in the world right now is just respecting each other. Yeah. I think it's also really hard to find someone in this field just because a lot of people find each other in work and most of the people in our in our work, it's, you know, a certain gender. And if you're into that, great. But if you're not into that, it's a little challenging because you're not going to find someone at work. So you have to find someone outside of work. But our jobs are so demanding that it's hard, one, to explain that to someone who just thinks of social media as something that everyone can do or doesn't take a lot of effort or why are you so busy? Like I'm stressed out. Like it doesn't make sense to me. It's really hard to communicate that. So to find someone who is open and willing and can respect you as a person and what you bring to the table, I think that is a hard feat in itself just because social media is constantly evolving. And if you're not in the thick of it and your partner is, or your person of interest is in a different field or realm, sometimes it can get lost on why it is so consuming or why it's so important as you view it. On the contrary to that, I feel like if some, if you're dating someone not in the same field, it kind of gives you like something to talk about and where you can learn something new from your partner and then you can also teach them about something new about social media. Granted, if they care or not, which hopefully they do care because obviously that's your career field and like you're passionate about it. But I definitely can see like it is hard to date someone who doesn't quite understand your passion and your career if you work in the social media industry. Yeah. And that's where you have to like put your foot down and realize like you need to have enough love for yourself and respect for yourself that if someone doesn't take what you're doing seriously as a career, then it's time for them to go. Like if you truly believe that you have what it takes to be the next social media influencer and your person does not agree with you, why? Why do they not believe in you as much as you believe in yourself? Like you, yeah, you might fail, you might fall, but at least you tried. At least you're not sitting there 30 years from now being, oh, I wonder what if I did, if I did put myself out there, you put yourself out there and it might not be exactly what you anticipated, but you should still have a cheerleader in your life. That's what I truly think a relationship should be is two people who have each other's back and you just know that through the thick, through the thin, they're there on your side. And it's the one person who can kind of guard you from the rest of the world because you know that besides yourself, because you already got that self-love, that they love you no matter what. They're there to be your person and like someone you can lean on at the end of the day. Even when like everything is like crumbling down, like they're your person and that you can just be like, okay, like I need you whether that is a romantic relationship, a friendship. Yeah, because it's one of the only relationships in your life that doesn't have a certain set of expectations from the jump. So when your parents conceive you, they have this idea of what your life is going to be like and what you're going to be like, and they have these standards for you. Even if they're, you know, spoken or not spoken, they kind of already have this idea of you. This is a person entering your life and taking you for who you are. And I think there's something so beautiful about that. And it's something great to push yourself and, you know, for them to believe in you. And it's, it's funny because we talked about it like a few episodes in a few episodes about how family can sometimes be 
the hardest to win over, you know, and what you don't want your partner to also be so hard to win over. You want your partner to have your back. So as we talk about relationships, let's just get talking about our own. So with my relationship, I think I've, I've talked about this a little bit in previous episodes. We have been dating for over a year now, though, which is crazy. But I love him to death. He is pretty awesome. Like I said, we did meet on a dating app, which was very different. I mean, I've tried dating apps before and it worked out as well. And at this point, I was about to give up, but glad I didn't. Glad I swiped right and he (laughs) swiped right as well. He's going to say this, but he did actually have to extend because I didn't respond on time the first time around. So he did actually have to extend his time, but I'm glad he did because I've definitely have needed him more than I thought I would. And he's been my person throughout this whole pandemic and with issues that have happened within my personal life. Like he's always just been a rock. He's not in the social media field, which I kind of like just because I feel like I'm so immersed into it that if he was also immersed into it, that we would just have no comp, like nothing to really talk about. He does use social media, but he's not as on it as I am where I'm like on it 24 seven. He like goes on it like here and there, but I kind of do like how he's not in it or in that field in his career, just because being in the same field would probably make me go crazy. (laughs) What about you, Sarah? You guys make a good team. I'm rooting for you guys. I think if you can make it through a pandemic, I mean, you got good chances of making it through anything else if I do say so myself. So I definitely think he's definitely brought joy in you. And I love seeing that. I love seeing you happy and just fulfilled in a different way than I've seen in the past. And I think that's a really cool thing. For me, I was not anticipating meeting my boyfriend at a friend's birthday party. And it just so happened that I did. And I didn't think anything of it. Like I honestly did not think like it would last six years later, here we would be. I'm kind of amazed. I think what takes me back the most is that he, he, he met me literally at the lowest, darkest moment of my life and didn't run away from me. Like I think back and I'm like, wow, would I have done the same for somebody else? I'm not sure. Cause I haven't been put in that situation, but basically my father passed away. My whole, my family came into town And Vilsen met my whole family the day after my dad died. So imagine walking into that experience with meeting everyone for the first time. Everyone is really grieving and in a state of shock and like just completely upset. And we basically used him as an escape to, you know, not have to think about what we were thinking about at that time. And he handled it like a a champion. Like I really do think he handled it like a champion, but we were also so young. So when we started dating back then to now, I just feel like we've also grown a lot too. We've grown together, which is obviously very important to grow together, but he's seen me through so many 
lows, you know, like career, being crazy, being let go, like dealing with all these things. And he's been a constant uplifter in my life. He's very positive and ambitious. And he actually makes me want to be better as a person and make me dream bigger and have bigger goals for myself than like probably something I would never have wanted to do before I met him. And he's just a really cool dude. Like he's just different. And he marches to the complete beat of his own drum, but it works because that's what I do too. And so, you know, he's unique and so am I. And I think like together we're very unique. And I think if you would have, you know, obviously you knew us like in our uh, beginning of our relationship. And I know I like, I dragged you over to Starbucks to meet him. Cause I was like, Kathy, you have to meet him. He's awesome. I don't think I ever thought he was going to leave my life. So I, you know, after after we started dating, I was like, no, I don't think he's going anywhere. Like he'll somehow be in my life for the rest of my life. That's how I felt like a few months into it even, which is kind of weird to think about now, six years later, wasn't wrong yet. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's just fascinating to see how it went from more of like a, a young relationship that was kind of juvenile to now like a more mature relationship um and just you know going through all the phases together of life and I'm just glad that we've been able to kind of like grow together and like he's super successful in his career and he also is not in in marketing I don't know how I would feel if he was in marketing I just I've never dated anyone in marketing so I honestly don't know what that experience is like but I have learned a lot about food and beverage because that's what he's into and now because we're into like obviously podcasting and videos and stuff he's picking up on so many things he goes "Mm, move that a second faster you know you say it a second faster like he gives me some really good feedback and he's very insightful and even when I take photos and stuff like there's no judgment like he lets me take photos and videos everywhere we go for as long as I need to because he knows I will wait for everyone to clear out so it kind of looks like I'm there by myself he will literally wait or he'll tell people to move like he's he's very understanding which is shocking because most people are not like that like a lot of people in my life are like uh didn't you get your picture already like can we move on with our life and he's he's not like that he's just like oh yeah I know we came here we're gonna get your picture you know and your videos so that way you know we can move on with our lives and you know you don't regret not getting that so I'm very thankful for that it's so interesting and cool to see you and Vilden grow in your relationship because like you said like I met him I don't know when you guys just started first dating I remember you were like Kathy Starbucks in like 20 minutes and like I was there for literally like half hour just meeting him and I'm like he's pretty cool he was super chill going back to that to like seeing where you guys are now I am so thankful you got I'm in for the ride of you guys relationship because it definitely has like formed of like what kind of relationship I would want. And one of my favorite things about Zach is that he's an Aries like me. So you have like a mini me like with you all the time, just hyping you up, just being your little hype girl. (laughs) So our hype man, I guess in his case, hype hype man, but an Aries nonetheless. So, you know, us Aries are just awesome. So yeah, now you're surrounded by us. Okay, let's get into far or fancy. Cupid, far or fancy? I say far because 
I think it was cute when he when we were younger, but like thinking of what Cupid is now, which is a adult man in a diaper trying to get you to fall in love with someone. I don't know. I think it's far. And I feel like it's got it's no longer in marketing, which is a nice thing. Or I haven't seen it. Yeah, I would agree. I would say it's far. It's mostly in movies though. Have you seen those movies where they're like Mother Nature, um, Santa Claus, then they have the Tooth Fairy, and then they have Cupid. So like, it's a representation like with that, but yeah, I would say far. It is kind of creepy, but I think they were trying to do that whole tie back to the ancient time thing maybe originally, but yeah, yeah so. Okay, how about giving the whole class Valentine's? Far or fancy? I say fancy. I used to love doing that and like seeing my nieces do it now. I'm like, I wish we could still do it as adults, but obviously it's probably a little weird to do it at the workplace of handing out Valentine's Day cards. Yeah, I think it's fancy. Um, but at the same time, I also think it's challenging um, to get all the kids something you know and with dietary issues and things like that like it's 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 challenging but i definitely think it is fancy i think it's interesting though that they leveled it up so have you seen that now they have to do those mailboxes and like you have to create your own mailbox in order to get your valentine's day cards it's like whatever happened to just piling them up on your desk like why is that not okay anymore <laughs> really i haven't heard of that yeah, they're, they sell them, they make them. It's, I've seen it all on social media. Watch, the parents are going to start freaking out because they have to start making these mailboxes. I'll, I'll send you some posts when okay. I see them. <laughs> um, giving gifts to your significant other when you just started dating, far or fancy? I say far because what's the timeline of how close? Like if there was between like one and three months of dating, I'd say far. I don't know. I don't want to put an effort into giving someone I just started dating a gift but I don't know what do you think I say fancy and that's just because I'm extra all the time so I will just go out all the time I don't really I just don't feel like I should hold back because we just started something because I I quickly would have cut it off after like a first date or second date if I didn't see something with the person. So um, yeah, I don't, I think I got everything I need to know, you know, in the first date or two. So if they made it past the second date, then I feel like then I see something with this person. Um, therefore I'm gonna keep them around. So yeah, I'd put in effort, but that's just me. Cause I'm extra like that. Uh, giving or receiving roses and chocolates, far or fancy? Oh, I, oh, you go first. <laughs> I don't know. Fancy because I give my mom candy and flowers for Valentine's day. I also didn't realize that guys would like flowers. Um, not saying that to be sexist, just saying that as that there's not a male equivalent to flowers. And so I'm just educating myself on this. So now I can give flowers too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> so, I think, okay. So I think it's fancy. Cause like I, 
I like giving flowers, like you said, but I can't, I don't like receiving them. I love flowers in general and like, yeah, it's nice to get re to receive them and to gift them. But I think for me, it's like, I haven't until now, like I haven't received flowers romantically and like chocolates romantically in that way. Before it just wasn't a thing. Like I would go buy my own flowers for any other day and whatever, but like now it's like Zach would buy me flowers just for randomly. So leaning more towards fancy now. How about the idea of Valentine's Day? Far or fancy? Fancy. It's a day where I can just sit and watch rom-coms and no one can judge me. <laughs> That's a good point. No, I would also say fancy. I think if there's one made-up holiday that needs to be retired, it's Groundhog's Day because we have moved so far in technology that it is no longer necessary. You don't want to have Punk, uh, what's his name? Punk Satani tell you if you get six more weeks of winter? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, actually it's funny to me how people don't realize that Vegas gets cold. And so they always think we're like in the Caribbean or something where it's like forever warm, but it's not like that. But no, I think that one could be retired. But Valentine's Day, I think is, um, it's a nice, it's a nice wholesome holiday. Like, I mean, it's just love. I do think it's gotten a little extreme with like people decorating Christmas trees as Valentine's Day trees. And I do think social media has kind of made it this kind of weird competition thing. But I think as long as you just stick to the moral of the day, which is just showing love, it's not a bad idea in my opinion. Okay, how about homemade Valentine's Day gifts or treats, far or fancy? Fancy. I think it just they just mean more when you actually make the gift or bake something for a significant other. I would I would agree with you on that. I say definitely fancy. I do think that Valentine's Day though is one of the easiest holidays to get someone something just because you don't really have to put a lot of thought or effort into something to make it. Whereas like Christmas and other holidays is a little bit more challenging in my opinion. Okay, how about buying yourself flowers and chocolates for Valentine's Day or any other day, far or fancy? I say fancy. I'll do it for myself. I don't need no man to buy me flowers. I'm just kidding, but. Cause you got self love girl. Yeah. And that's the most important love, hey. <laughs> What about you? Of course I think that's fancy. I don't understand why you wouldn't treat yourself. Like, I mean, if you saw something beautiful, why wouldn't you just, you know, treat yourself to it? So yeah, I would do it. I mean, I don't do it not. I would even upgrade and just treat yourself to some Postmates, some meals, you know, whatever. Just a nice, a good time. Why not? Okay, and then for the final one, a far fancy, how about Galentine's Day? I say fancy. Our cousins would get together and do Galentine's Day. I think those were always fun, or when I was in a sorority, we would do it. Yeah. I've actually never celebrated Galentine's Day, I don't think, but it looks really fun on social media, like where everyone gets like matching outfits and like, just like, it's a whole thing. Like, it looks really cool. But something I really like is in China, they have Singles Awareness Day, which is in November. And it's an online shopping day where you treat yourself and you buy yourself something. And it's one of the biggest like online consumer days of, in shopping. 
I think we need to bring that here because that is an epic holiday. November what? Because I mean, we'll make that a thing. We'll start making that a thing here. November 11th. It has to do with like the 11s too. So Singles Awareness Day is oh, on November. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just think that's so, I just think that's so cool. Like why not buy yourself something? But it's interesting to me that that, that idea and concept, since it does work so well in China, hasn't crossed the ocean and come here. So we have Valentine's Day and then we also have Singles Awareness Day. Obviously named better because I think that translates a little strange, but you know, some things where it's like, buy yourself something. Cause even Black Friday, I don't feel like Black Friday's really a, a holiday that is like buy yourself this. It's kind of like a pre-shopping for holidays for others. So I think a lot of the holidays actually, now that I think about it, are actually about other people. They're not really about yourself. Hmm, that's interesting. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you like this episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, like us on Spotify, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.